Here we are again, another week of great AFL footy all finalised. We're 12 rows back, bringing you footy from the fans' perspective. What a round, Seb. It's a uh, ladder shaping. Some, there's some movement. There's, there's teams slipping out of the eight. Teams coming in. You know, there was a, an open chance for some top four action that a couple of teams didn't take. Uh, a team we thought was dead has come back and won another game. It, it's just all happening. How'd you find it? No, it was a good round of footy, Tom. What did I tell you about uh, Essendon and Adelaide? Essendon were going to win with a leg in the air. They and they did, did. Absolutely do that. Yep. It, yep. it was over. Well, they got the jump and basically it was even from there on and they just cruised to a nice, nice, what got them up to fifth now. Yeah. That, that margin was deceptive too. Like they were well in control, took the foot off the gas late and still won by three goals. Like they, they smashed Adelaide. Adelaide are there, Jekyll and Hyde, really good in Adelaide, come out flat, um, really struggle on the road. I mean, Isaac Rankin, his two goals were junk time goals. He hasn't had an impact in a in a big way. Um, Taylor Walker, like, great. He's great. Like, he kicks 10 goals against the hapless Eagles to get him right up there in the yeah. Coleman race. But when they need the goals, he's, he's nowhere to be found. That might be why he's never been All-Australian. Um, and the Bombers, I've been telling you for a while, Tom, they're playing finals footy, and we've done our ladder predictors. I think they might be in both of our ladders. Yeah, they, they we've we've done a little run over with the uh, the pre-show. They, they've snuck in there. Look, it's been weird talking Bombers this year because you've talked them up, and, and even I've been talking them up, and, oh, this win was massive for them. This really stamps them, you know, when you – I know we don't say the eight-point game, Seb, because you don't like it, but this was that kind of game to just boost them up. And given the way the ladder is, they've jumped up to fifth. The sniff of a home final. There's, there's talk of top four. It's it's lit off stuff at the Bombers, and you've got to admit it it should be. They're, they're absolutely firing at the moment. Their midfield is just primed, primed at the moment, and they've just got to run this momentum. I know there's a fair chunk of season left, but... They can ride this in. They might finally break that final strap, but they're going to be there in the finals. Don't worry about that. Yeah, I just want to categorically say it should not be lit off type stuff. And I think this is why sometimes you say it's supporters <laughs> get a bad rap. They haven't won a final in like <laughs> 7,000 days. They're going to set themselves in a position to at least get a home final. Unfortunately for them, they play, I reckon, better at Marvel than the G, and the final will be at the G. So yeah, true. just depending on who they can get, they can get Adelaide at the G. That'd be a nice little matchup because we don't think Adelaide plays so well outside of home. But if they end up with a Melbourne team at the G, all bets are off. I think I think one thing about the Bombers, and you can say we've been positive this year, but they've been positive as well as a club. Like they've started doing things well. Last year they were just, you know, all all into themselves and the board and all this other garbage, and that sort of reflected their position. Um, having a really good coach who knows what he's doing goes a hell of a long way in this league. Well, he was smart earlier in the year because he really talked down, you know, their, their prospects. So it kind of took the monkey off the back. Look, it's a not a rebuilding year. He didn't go that far, but he said it was a, you know, let's lower the expectations and, 
the fans listened and and they've been able to play, I guess, without that burden. We saw what happened to Carlton when they had it on for two months and it can really get to a club and a club like Essendon don't need to be getting to, what's the what's the expression, the car before the horse. They don't need that. Just just play it low key and, and you know, keep that pressure down and, and they're performing it. They're playing great footy. The, the shackles seem off. So I'm with you. He, he, underrated coach, I think, uh, Brad Scott. Yeah, uh, no doubt. Uh, what a what else did you like about the round? Um, disappointing Sydney last year's grand finalists. You know they're they're now fifteenth. It, it's unbelievable that tumble. I mean, yeah, we'll talk about the ladder being close, but the, the last two weeks, two I don't want to say gimmies. There's no gimmies, but they've been in strong strong positions to win both weeks. And they've they've come out with two points from their last two games. I mean, two wins there, and they're right in the in the hunt. Whether they deserve to be is a different thing. But it it was in a way it was a bit of a carbon copy. Sorry to bring the Saints in, Seb, but when we played the uh, Tigers, you know, we got the jump and had chances to win and just couldn't put them away. And then the Tigers, in slippery conditions, kicked away late, and Dusty, you know, kicked away late. It was exactly the same. So. Uh, they got no one really to blame but themselves, the Swans. And if you watch that scrambly last few minutes, the fact that they couldn't get even level uh, or even kick a goal, they had a lot of four or 50 entries and they just just couldn't. Uh, just when the pressure's been on, they've really cracked, uh, especially of late. So they're probably almost disappointment of the year, along you'd, with Frio. You'd have to say, well, Freo aren't going to play finals. You've you've accepted that one. I've jumped off Freo, so don't worry about that. We'll get to them. Yep, yep. No, Sydney is certainly definitely very disappointing. Um, just on that game, what did you make of uh, you know, the courageous captain leading by example and knocking out Jake Lloyd with a after disposal hip and shoulder to the head. Yeah, well, when when I saw it, I, I thought of you immediately because I know you you're not Nank's biggest fan, and he, he doesn't scream AFL captain and these kind of acts. <laughs> it would have been cheap back when they were happening in the eighties and nineties, so it was very out of step with the modern game. And yeah, he, I don't know if he'll be captain next year, Seb. Uh, not based on this incident, but I just think uh, it's just something in his game that that holds him back. It, it's I don't want to drag mummy into it. He did it too, throwing your weight around, but not well, if that makes sense. Oh, it it goes. It, it's it's worse than that as the captain of the club, right? Can I take you back to an incident? I think it was last year where Tommy Stewart cleaned up Dion Prestia. Now Dion Prestia yep. plays for Richmond. He's he's captain's Nankervis, right? And. Didn't every everyone went at Tom Stewart and especially the Richmond fans and it was disgraceful. He's a dog act. Every time he gets it now when he plays Richmond, he gets booed. Now, right after that hit, he came out and they apologized. Shouldn't have done it. There's no ex- I can't say anything that will justify the action. Um, I lost my call. I hope Dion's all right. And you've got Andrew McWalter in the press conference saying, you know, oh, well, that's how Toby plays his best footy when he's doing things like that. Like he just got to find the line. There's no awareness of the state of the game, the state of whether you can or can't do that, and the impact it has 
and your captain's going around throwing his weight around like that. I, I'm telling you, there should be a send-off yeah. rule for stuff like this. Yeah, so that that's the the next part of it, isn't it? So, you you think bring it in next year? Well, instead of having Michael you, Christian, done, are you done for the game, or is it like a red, you know, sin bin fifteen minute sort of deal? What do you what do you like? Well, we already have fifteen angles of these incidents from every which way. Don't give it to the umpires. You've got this arc, right? The arc sits there waiting for a score. They could also have, you can have someone in there review these incidents and go. Right. Yes. No. That's definitely a suspendable act. We're going to suspend. Like he's going to get weeks for that. Therefore, he cannot play the rest of this game. Like have an impact in the game where it happens. If it's a grand final, so be it. Like you cannot go around doing it. And if it's not heat of the moment, umpire thinks he saw something on the wrong angle, sort of stuff. Because we're worried. It's going to look worse than it is from a certain angle and an umpire sends someone off and it ruins the game that way. This is now, you pull it out of it, three or four angles, you can see what happened. You can see the impact. You can even you can even wait for the concussion test results to come back on on things exactly like this and go, well, he's concussed and out. You've put him there. You're out too. Like if you've actually yeah. like lined him up like that, you can do it all. And I don't think there'd be an argument from a single player if that happened, no, it, it yeah, I, I, I'm with you. I think it, it makes complete sense. I mean, most of the time, if you have whacked someone on the field, you, you're thinking about it the whole game anyway, and not too many come back and play blinders after doing this kind of thing. So, you know, your impact is down. It, it look, it, it makes sense. Um, you know, Sydney were you know affected by it. Richmond get to play. Play the, you know to their strengths, given that they've got a full lineup. So uh, look, I think it's a good look. Yeah, definitely something they'll look at. I mean, I feel I don't know this year. There's been a real push on the the look of the game, and you know we've had the crackdown on tackle. So this is going to be right in the AFLs. It, it'll be their bread and butter, and they can bring this in hopefully with enough leeway. The two weeks before the season's not an ideal time frame AFL if you are listening, but uh, it, look, it, it makes sense. It's uh, what it's low effort, high impact. So bring it in. Yeah, technology's there. Can I? Speaking of concussions and and send off rules and suspensions, um, put your Saints hat on for this one too, please. Oh, cool. Um, is it Zane or Ace or or Club Cordy? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know his first name. Um, yeah, Zane. He's been I was knocked. Happy to see him back. Yep. Yeah. Well, he's Sorry. been knocked out. He was trying to take a mark, and and Stephen May's need him in the back of the head. When are they going to have this discussion? When are they going to bring in the uh, the no fly zone with the knees in the heads? When's that going to happen? Oh, look, the fan in me doesn't want that to come in because they're freak freak accidents. You know, I don't think anyone goes up with a knee thinking I'm going to get someone in the head like that. That just doesn't happen. It's just the they never run into do. a tackle thinking they're going to slam his head into the ground to knock him out. Yeah, true, but it, it's so hard when you're you're up in the air and the physics of jumping. You got to use your knees to get that uh, that height. You and I used to have it, but we don't now. But um, that's just how you you take a screamer or take a mark. So yeah, it look it's hard. They're unfortunate that it does happen, but. What are we all going to, we're going to end up, the sport will go the way of uh, Tim Membry. Everyone's doing the old two foot jump up. 
no knees. I'm wondering because you used to be able to jump up with your foot up to protect yourself, and now that's illegal. Well, look, it'll if if someone why why was that made illegal? Yeah, well, Toby Green probably added a little bit of mayo to that one. Uh, Again, it's all look related. So, I mean, if someone comes out and cops one in the back of the head, misses months, or has lingering concussion symptoms they'll look at it you know it, it, it's more actually just about the game how the game looks even before you've gotten to the players welfare it, it's a real looks thing but um oh, it, it, that's a pretty momentous change you'd be bringing in if you if you can't go the knee um, I, I, like, I don't I know agree. what a, a forward line entry would look like it, it yeah it would tim Embry, i'll have to watch his highlights thanks for the tip but uh it, that's what it would be yeah, I, I agree. I I really hope they don't go down this route, but they've started going down that with the tackle route. Um, incidental contact bumps, they're getting three weeks. Deliberate punches to the guts are getting a fine. They're just, they're a bit all over the shop and not, they don't have a direction on this. They're just sort of, they're making rules up on the run to sort of placate, but to sort of help the look of the game more so than anything else. Um I've just I've thought of, I've Did thought you about just this. run some audio from last year, Seb, because it sounded we we we've been here before about this with the AFL. <laughs> like they do make rules up as they go. That's that's it. Bread and butter to use that again. That that's what they do, and they love doing it. It is, it is, and that I mean that's how you end up everywhere. I mean the sub rule came back on the eve of the season. Um, they tightened down on concussion rules. They've clearly loosened the grip on fifty meter penalties. Um. They're just they pick and choose, and then come September, all bets are off, and put the whistle away and let them play. Like it just for a professional competition to decide to make all the rules in a, such a grey area and continue down that path is is bizarre to me. Um, of course, tongue in cheek there. I don't want them to go down that path, but the reality is, if you if you run in and you, if you're a split second late to a contest to misjudge it and get him in the head. You can get two or three weeks, but if you can see a bloke there run up knowingly, jump up with your knees to take a mark, knowing the potential risks of it, it's all okay because you're trying to mark it. Except if the ball's going through the goals, you can't shepherd. Sorry, you're allowed to shepherd and block him. But if it's yeah, not going then... through the goals, it's a marking contest. So you can't like it. Just all depends on the exact situation of the game as to how it looks, as to what the highlight is. Um, exactly, and it, no it's, it's similar as well with the deliberate. And I'm, I've jumped on your wagon. End of the Sydney Richmond game, Shy Bolton. There was absolutely no way he kicks a ball that goes beautifully over the boundary, but it was a forward kick. It was a hundred percent deliberate, but no one's going to ping it because of the direction. So that's our. I was going to say beautiful game, but that's our game. It's just shades of grey. That's it. That's it. All right. So let's just very quickly, Tom. We had we had Brisbane with a big win over West Coast. No one cares. The Giants beat the Hawks. Well done, <laughs> Hawthorne. You've you've fought out another honourable loss. Uh, Melbourne got the Saints. Somewhat expected, sort of twelve goals to eight situation. What Adelaide gave the Suns a touch up. I mean, if there was a reporter in the Gold Coast, he'd probably be asking when Stewie Jew going. But I don't think anyone actually worries about that. Well, he got um, his backup, Stewie, during the week about his position, didn't he? he really did he? Took, uh, I think 
Yeah, I think pretty hard, but look, it's not top of you know front page news or anything. But no, this is genuinely look, he, he should be under more pressure than he is. This is genuinely probably news to me and our listeners that Stewie Jew did anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you. I feel even weird saying it that that's a little bit of Suns news there, but look, they yeah they faded badly in that one, the Suns. Yeah. Uh, Geelong beat North, as you told everyone, would happen last week. You were spot again, on there, Tom. No offence meant by that, Seb. I just didn't think you'd get the yeah. chocolates. I actually, funnily enough, look, I'll be square. I didn't catch a ton of this game, but I did see you boys up 12 to 6 early, put the phone down for a little stretch, came back half an hour later, and you hadn't scored since. So uh, it can go that way down at the Cattery, but good to see. Uh, I'm really glad Harvey, you're sinking uh, the boots. Getting in. his name on the sheet. I'm really glad you're trying to sink the boots in, Tom. Dude, I'm, just, I'm just remembering these and putting them in the memory it's, bank. It's just a... <laughs> nah, look, the demise of... Here's something. Here's Boomer. something. They beat us by 10 goals, but the demise of Geelong was evident in that game. Yeah, you, what did you say? Well, I'm just going to list some. Stengel's kicked five. Ollie Henry's kicked four. Hawkins has kicked three. Brad Close kicked three. That's 15 of their 19 goals. They used to have danger getting down for one. Selwood to get down for one. Obviously, they miss his leadership. They get goals all over the shop, and Hawkins would kick two or three and give off some others. Grimeyer get one and give off some others. It was all their forwards picking on our, like, no, no, Neefel? Our Neefel. <laughs> yeah, it's not yeah, VFL. It's a step below. Um, they're like we're gen like Griffin Logue's out with an ACL. He went out early. Jack Zebel comes on the margin, promptly blows out. Um, like we're just we're playing. Well, can I say for our listeners because they wouldn't have seen this? Seb. True, we'll get to that. I just have to say though, you you did say this is I'm putting out our messenger chat, but you did say as soon as Zebel came on, look at this margin blow out, uh, and it did. So I have to I have to point that one out. That was just. You know him best, and you know your team best. That was a great pick. Yeah, and I mean, he's had he's come on and had twenty touches with sixteen kicks, but he's just hanging out the back for the cheap ones. Tom Hawkins grabbed it out of the ruck, snapped it, it bounced in the goal square, and went through for a goal. Do you know who was standing next to it? Jack Zebel. He wasn't next to his man two meters ahead. It went over his head. He was back to try and stop this exact kick but couldn't move quickly enough to his right to get it. It was just, yeah. it was just, um, I'm sorry. If he gets another contract, I'm serious. I, I don't know what I'll do. Um, <laughs> well, as he cracked 250, he's uh, 15 years on an AFL list. He, he's, he'd be getting there. You, yeah. You're hoping he gets there quicker, but he, he wouldn't be far he's off cracked, retirement. He's cracked a 270, Tom. I think he's... 270. I think he's uh yeah, look, I, I am I am I am preparing a list. He's up to two seventy four, so I am gonna give you a list wow. of, of the all time two hundred and seventy five plus gamers, the worst of them. Um because he might just be oh, captain no. coach of that list. <laughs> look, I I will give your boys a shout out. your jumper was top top 
It, it should be your full-time jumper, that one. Ditch the stripes. You look like Collingwood. Go with the Rue on the blue jumper. It looks a million times better. Uh, if you're going to go down, Seb, at least you look good doing it. I liked it. Uh, if you're a Roos fan, buy one. Your club needs it, and you'll look good. So it's a double win. Yep. Thanks. More more shots at North. That's great, Tom. I'm really glad we've looked no, at this podcast together. I wasn't together. being sarcastic there. I actually Buy it. Your club like needs it. It, it Mate, did look come good. On. Come on. You just said buy it. Your club needs it. Sorry, uh, you know, it's not like St Kilda's in any debt, are they? Um, how's Seaford going? Um, let's. We came here prepared for the ladder predictor. I, 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 I should give ours a shout out. Yeah. So we're like, let's, let's get into the ladder predictor. Yeah, let's yep. let's let's straighten back up and let's. I know people are probably interested as to who's playing finals, but there's a bigger race because. I say this every year, the team that sneaks into eighth ain't doing much in the finals. So that's not that interesting. But there is a big prize yep. at the end of the year for the team that finishes 18th in Harley Reid. So there's a little bit more jostling very, very down true. the bottom. So currently, as the ladder currently stands, we have West Coast on the bottom, one win, searching for their second. North Melbourne, a 17th, two wins, lost their last 14 in a row. Just building nicely for that pick. Hawthorne a third, doing a lot better than I expected with just the four wins for the year. Sydney 15th, pick four. Freo, Gold Coast, Richmond, and that's sort of your bottom. Crazy. Carlton, maybe throwing Carlton. They've they've just climbed up to 11th. So I I had West Coast finding one more win, Tom. They still finished last, but I had them finding yeah, you... one more win. And you might remember my prediction from was either last week or two weeks ago that next year Richmond will be in contention for the flag. Well, West Coast are going to host Richmond either this week or next, and they're going to beat them. That that is massive. Oh, that <laughs> I really want to see that because you know every win the Tigers are back. Uh, West Coast have got a grand finalish game in them, so. I do see them snagging one as well. I, I found them a win too. Uh, not not a bad one against your Tigers. That like I'd rather your result happens than mine. I think I had my boys uh, the was beating beating the Ruse at home. Even though you do have a good record over there, but look, they're they're a lock for last. Don't even worry about it. Yeah. Uh, well, yes. Who who have you got seventeenth? Is it still North? Yeah, I, I'm sorry, mate. I've still and got what's North our, there. What's uh, our record? <laughs> I shouldn't have told you what uh, what I gave you, but I couldn't find you a win. So, so you reckon we're going to lose got, 21 in a row and still not finish last? Yes. That is on my unheard of. Ladder, yeah, well, then that, it probably won't happen, but I couldn't find you a win. You, yeah, but maybe so you don't reckon we're Eagles. a chance against Mar- Hawthorne at Marvel this week? Well, this is your chance. Look, it is a chance this week, but I just, I think they find something for some reason against you, like they did down in Tassie. Maybe it was the Tassie factor, but uh, you know, we won. Sicily back, we won don't they? two games, games last year, and it was Hawthorne and Richmond. Yeah. Okay. So, are you saying there's some sort of bunny? Uh, look, I'll. No, I'm saying we're a chance. Have... I don't know if we're going to win it, but I'm saying we're a chance. Um, yeah, I, I did a couple of versions of the versions of this ladder, Tom. I managed to get us up to twelfth. Um, Man, that's it, impressive. It involves well, we've lost fourteen in a row, and then we win our last seven by a hundred plus, which 
<laughs> probably probably outside of the realm of possibility. Um, a more realistic ladder. I've got us winning three more, which is really, really generous. Two is probably a bit Jeez. closer. Um, but I had us beating the Hawks, beating West Coast, and beating the Suns in the last round of the year. Is that down here? That's in Tassie. That's which oh, is why actually, I was sort of okay with it. That's not bad. Maybe, maybe I'm too harsh on your voice, Seb. I tend to lean that way as a default, but you do, uh, you do. I'm just, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're writing some notes down this ep. Um, you might beat us. So who knows? Uh, well, yeah, West Coast, North Hawthorne. That's what I've got as well. I think I had the Hawks winning this week. Just purely, James Sisley comes in and changes them unbelievably. So uh, he he just straightens them up. So. Uh, Look, I think I, I had the Hawks getting to six wins, so they they get a little bit of a run. The teams that stunned me though, come after that three. That three, I think you can almost set your watch to. But in uh, fifteen and fourteen, I've got Sydney and Frio, the two disappointments of the year. Uh, Sydney and Gold Coast. Um, Sydney were tough because I, I did the ver- one version of this later, and I've got them beating the Dogs this week. And I've redone it, and they've Please. lost that, and then they don't get any other wins. I don't think. Well, I've got them on nine and a half, so I got them to seven, Sydney. Yeah, maybe I'm a little softer on them, but it still it gets them to fourteenth. But Freo, I, I just couldn't, I couldn't really bank too many wins from them because you know they're, they're not only losing at home at the moment, they're getting smashed at home. Like this Blues game was a, you could argue a fifty-fifty. They've been smashed oh, they by should, 10 they, goals. They should have beaten Carlton. Like, I yeah. thought they were travelling okay. But then, see, Sydney at home, I think they've, they've got that. But there's no way they're beating Geelong in Geelong. No, um, true. I've got them beating Brisbane, though, at home. That's an interesting one, isn't it? Yeah. Look, long long trip, that one. So you, you never know. Um that was the thing. I tried actually doing this letter, doing your, you know, give a draw if it's a 50-50 game. But this stage of the year, it just filled the ladder with draws. And there were a ton of them. There's a lot of 50-50 games, not even the ones for finals. Just these, you know, bottom half matches, the 50-50 games. Yeah. I think the other interesting one might be the the next derby or, or, or derby. Um, that might be West Coast grand final and push for a win. And obviously, Freo would cop that um, on a Saturday night, Saturday, August the 12th. So, yeah, look, like from 15th to 11th, I've got Sydney, Gold Coast, Richmond, Freo, Giants. Yeah, so I'm the same. Pretty pretty similar, just jostling order, right? I managed to get Carlton up to 10th. I think they're going to win enough. Same here. But not enough to play finals, and they're still they're two and a half games off ninth. Yeah, that's I had them at ten and a half, uh, two games behind my ninth place team. So look, we're, we're pretty similar. Is that being too predictable? Is there a, a twist in the tail? But I I don't know if there is. And the ladder's that close, it it, it will fall into a similar position. I reckon uh, you would think. Yeah, I mean. I think the Giants have just – they've gone on their run. They've won four in a row. That's got them to 10th now, and they're just going to pull back. I think Adelaide are win – Adelaide, are like the Saints, win-loss, win-loss, win-loss. They play each other this week. Adelaide off a loss at home. They'll win that. 
Yeah, they and then win that and get their tails up, and then probably lose, and then you know repeat the cycle. That's um, it, and it just takes one loss because you go. Yeah, I mean, I count them with what ten and a half, but if they're nine and a half, then all of a sudden they're at fourteenth with Sydney. You know, it's it's literally that close. Yeah, yeah, and I've got I've got some extreme. So who, who misses out? Who's ninth? Ah, that's St Kilda Football Club, Tom. Ouch! That that does sting me. Thirteen wins though, like you're out that, by six percent. That probably hurts more that we. I'm I'm hanging that we get to thirteen wins and make it, but we could still get to thirteen and not get the job done. Well, but see, you, your thing is where's your percentage coming from? Yeah, well, I mean, I'm just I just want to win. We've got like a run where we play, yeah, North Hawthorne, uh, Richmond, Carlton. You know, on paper. You should win most of those and get a little boost, but the way we're playing, I but like I'm what's your boost? It. I think I've got you beating North by forty points. I've got you beating Hawthorne that, by that'd fifty. Be nice. That's generous too. I've got you beating Carlton by just twelve. I genuinely think Carlton might win that. Um, Richmond by oh, forty. I, I might have even gone that way. Richmond by that seems large, but yeah. 40. Geelong beat you by 12 points. That might be one way you can sneak in. And that game's massive. Brisbane yeah, that, beat you a, by that's 25. That's an final, that game. Yeah, Brisbane beat See, I've got the Suns beating you this week, though, up there. I just... You win that, you're in, Tom. It just... It, yeah. It's, it's, and, well, yeah. Uh, it's not an eight-pointer. I don't think we're favourites in that one. Something. Um, no, you're not. It's $1.50 to $2.50. So... <laughs> Um, the, I may not have got the wins and losses right, but I think there's only that many wins in there for you. And Adelaide do still have a good percentage, a better percentage, and I think they'll maintain it. You, you have not shown the ability to get percent and win big under Ross. This no, time at around. the moment, we're we're li- yeah we're we're literally just happy to win, uh, getting the W. But you know, there's a point where that'll run out because, I mean. There's a there's a patch in this ladder that doesn't have draws and percentage is crucial. So uh, I'm about to get to it. I actually I had the cats at ninth. I just just see them with their form. If I know they've they've jumped up and gotten themselves into the eight, but I haven't liked what I've seen from them this year. It it's still you know win three lose three win three lose two. It's just. Maybe they're building, but maybe it's the effort. I've, I mean, it's not by much. I've got them on 12 and a half wins. Um, they've slipped to ninth for me. Maybe I was generous in giving us a win in that game against them. That probably is the difference between us being in oh, and them out. And that probably but, uh, is. Oh, but then that's be- them beating Port. I know it's at home, but they have not been as invincible them that one. as anything else. They're not, not as invincible as they used to be at home. Um they still got a lot of games at home, which really helps. Um, yeah, I I got the cast to 13 and a half, obviously, and it would have been that game would have swung it a little bit. Um, I had so I had the Saints out, which means my bottom. Let me put it this way: Is your top four Collingwood, Port, Melbourne, Brisbane, or Collingwood, Port, Brisbane, Melbourne? Uh yeah, Collingwood, Port, Melbourne, Brisbane. Yeah, well, I have Melbourne, Brisbane too. I've got Melbourne getting to seventeen wins, which I'm starting to question a little bit. Um, I, I saw them firsthand on Saturday night, Seb, and I, I've got them at seventeen as well. And from what I saw on Saturday night, 
I'm being incredibly generous. They're poorly coached, uh, and I didn't enjoy what I saw from them. Um, I, I don't know who made this move, but it was a bold move putting Petrarca down as more of a, a, a forward, given Clayton Oliver was not playing. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it did, did thin out their midfield. It, 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 I don't think it was Simon Goodwin, somebody else in the box. But uh, look, he's gone from not being able to hit a barn door and now he's kicked four straight. He could miss. Um, I mean, that's a card they can play. But I think when the whips come cracking in September, they, they need him in that midfield. Uh, you know, they need Clary back, obviously, but he needs to be in that midfield. But look, it, it's got... It's a nice little, you know, back pocket option for them. Um, but I, I was just more concerned from what I saw with the D's. I just was looking at some of the talent and they've got some serious talent, but just not playing to their potential uh, is what I saw. So I could give you a handful of players, uh, Christian Salem, Charlie Spargo, um, Jake Lever, uh, or Max Gorn, Brody Grundy, Cozzy Pickett, all really really struggling in, in this current lineup. And when I say struggling by their lofty standards, uh, I don't think any of them you could say have improved this year. So look, there's work to be done at Melbourne. They're still sitting pretty, but uh, you know, I've been sort of, I guess in love with them, but I think I fell in love with the couple of good games in 2021 of clearance footy um, and a good first half of last year, but I didn't like what I saw Seb. Uh, they probably should have smashed us and they just got it done. So uh, I've gone cold on the D's, but in saying that, doing this ladder, I'm still hoodwinked and I've got them third. So work that one out. D's fans, you'll uh, come and find me on the messenger and send me a, an email if you like. But uh, yeah, they've got a lot of work to do. I think they can do it, but they've got plenty to work on. You're very bitter, Tom. You are very bitter. Um, they have things to work <laughs> out, just, but they, I have, just run me the wrong I have some real faith in Melbourne because they're keeping teams to low scores. And that means they don't need to find as many goals as what they would if they were linking them. Um, there's still a lot to work out. Well, not even a lot to work out. They just need to gel and instead of kicking. And I mean, they did it here. They've kicked 12-7. They've been a little bit more efficient. But in those games where they're kicking 8-18, just kick 11-15. And it's a 15-point switch. And that's enough to get them yeah. over the line in a lot of these situations. Um, yeah, I... I they're not flying by any stretch of the imagination, but it's very rarely the team that's flying through July is the team that wins it. Like the Cats last year were a bit of one out of the box. They just started winning in mid-June and just never never stopped. So I just, yeah, based on the way they've been playing, it's not like, oh, they're going to win, win, win. But then you look at the draw. Yeah, you do the draw and, and you, you Brisbane do at find the G, the that's a gimme, isn't it? That's a win. Adelaide at the G, gimme. They win that. Uh, Richmond at the G, gimme. Win that. North in Tassie, they'll win that. Sorry, Seb, they will win that one. Carlton at the G, you'd think they'd win that, but Carlton win might present one. a problem. Hawthorne at the G, they win that. Let and then... Sydney at the SCG last round of the year season done. I got Melbourne winning that. Melbourne lose that, they'll finish fourth. They win that, they finish third. Although percentage is pretty tight there, but um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's an eight point game this week. I, I don't know. Um, but that, that's but top that top four, four so, is yeah. set. That we we think it's going to stay pretty much as is. Well, what did you? Uh, 
19, get the pies to. Yeah, 19 wins. 19 wins for Collingwood. Um, I did wonder if Essendon could beat them in the last round. They might not be going so hard, but didn't didn't lock that one in. Um, did have them losing to Port Adelaide at home. Uh, Port, uh, in Port Adelaide yeah, in Adelaide. Port Adelaide home, yep. 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 Sold out uh, that game, apparently. Two weeks out. What? All the uh, tarps? <laughs> now, the uh, the general admission, I don't know how big that is these days, but there uh, isn't a general admission ticket to that that match if you did want to go. Yeah. Flirted with Carlson beating them. Um, but had Brisbane beating them at Marvel. There, there's a loss in there that's somewhere. Amb- that's ambitious. I don't know if I did that. I had them at 20 and 3. Again, probably ambitious because I'm with you. There, there's... Well, you talk law of averages. There's got to be some sort of loss in there, but they're the kind of team that might not. So uh, I went ahead of the power, actually, or I probably overrated slightly. 19-4 was a huge year from the power. I know they've been good, but that's a great season. Yeah, but they were, they're they winning those 50-50 games. They beat Nesson and yeah. twice by less than a kick once after the siren. Like, yeah. it's just they're, they're getting that. They're rolling full advantage, taking full advantage of it and full credit to them. And... I've got them eighteen and five. The power. I've got them losing to Carlton this week. Yeah, it is. Look, I can't put you for that because this is the kind of game that Carlton could bob up. They've got their tails up. A couple of good wins. You can argue who it was against, but they're such a confident side. The Blues, and you, you could see them doing a number here. But, you know, the power are due for a loss. In inverted commas. So, yeah, that that's not a strange tip. Adelaide beating them in the showdown. Yeah, I think I actually had that. Just, and just Geelong just, beating them in Geelong. Um, yeah, I, I had that as well. But they beat the Giants. They beat. Uh, they, they beat Frio over there, but they'll beat them. And then they beat actually, Richmond I don't mind going over there. Yeah, beat Richmond last round of the year. Um, so the top four set qualifying finals are set, but now there's 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 the real interesting parts. The bottom half of the eight. That this is this is where it's like just all these teams seem to be playing each other and the win loss sort of like we've already had Essendon beat Adelaide and I think that's going to shape Essendon's spot. Um, so I had Adelaide sneaking in to eighth on thirteen wins, same as the Saints, but a, a, as I said, six percent better. Um, do not trust the Crows. Do not trust them at all. But they have the Eagles to come. Last round of the year. Yeah. Um, like, let's Huge. just... They've got to beat the Giants this week. That could be a little bit of a danger game. They won't beat Melbourne at the G, so they're just going to bounce up and down. They've got to They've got to get the power on the showdown. They'll beat the Suns at home. Uh, they'll lose to Brisbane at the Gabba. They'll beat Sydney at home, and then they've got to beat West Coast, the West Coast away in the last round of the year. So if they can take care of a little bit of business there, they will get in. Um, but this garbage last week, and I'm talking, this is serious garbage. How Adelaide are the fourth best team in the comp. They're playing their best footy well, just because Melbourne a bit down. Uh, Damien Barrett, for one, was rolling with it. I was hearing a lot of how good are Adelaide because the and two of their best performances were not wins. They were losing to Collingwood by less than a kick. Well, I hate to break it to the world, but if you don't win, you're a loser. I'm telling you, North Melbourne have done enough of it. We're, we've lost enough. Um, and if you just watched any of Adelaide, they have great games. They've shown what they can do, and then they don't do it the week after. 
And that's a recipe for finishing anywhere from 7th to 10th. And shit, look where they're going to finish. Right around 7th yeah, like to 10th. Smack bang in that range. Yeah, well, I mean, look, I, I, I can't remember the exact game, but I do remember... Uh, we don't really talk much Robbo on this show, but he was talking about them as a, as a premiership chance. I mean, it's a classic. You're only as good as your last game and they look amazing when they trounce teams at the Adelaide Oval. But yeah, I mean, a couple of plucky losses to Collingwood, you'll give them that. But, you know, I think the real test is, yeah, you know, a hostile Essendon at Marvel or going out to Ballarat backs against the wall against the dogs. Like that's extreme adversity. Now I'm not expecting wins in those games, but I'm expecting some competitiveness and, and they've really lacked in those games. Yeah. And so, unless they can get on a roll and get themselves yeah, up to I fifth mean, or sixth, they're playing in a way final in Melbourne. It, we, yeah. Against the dogs who the dogs love them. The Bombers will be desperate for the drought breaker. So you wouldn't want to come against them and Geelong, you know, <laughs> you wouldn't want them with the momentum they'll have to have to get to the finals and, so you might want oh, the Saints you, without their key forward. You could, yeah, you you, you could. Uh, I don't, yeah, I said I've said it before, Seb. I don't think we're scaring anyone. I think our achievement is making it. So um, I'll stand by that. But, um, my, I mean, I, I've got to give more than just uh, my, you know, eighth team because I've got four teams on thirteen wins, uh, and it comes down to percentage for me. Uh, so I'll, I'll give you my eighth. I had the doggies eighth. Uh, they just keep opening doors to a top four spot and then they play someone half decent and it, it shuts quickly on them. So that win against Frio looked awesome. Uh, but then this week they come up against the Pies and, and I tipped them. I thought they were a sneaky chance and they've just, they just let you down when it comes to that real, you know, playing the elite. Uh, they still really haven't worked themselves out fully. I mean, have a look at how they're, Rolling with Bailey Smith, he's a you know I'm looking at players at this time of the year. Seb, are they playing to their full potential or playing? Is the coach giving them the best opportunity to succeed? I don't know if that's happening with him. Uh, yeah, so I've got them a 13, 10 with a percentage of one hundred six. Uh, the dogs. Yeah, I too had them finishing. Uh, no, I take that back. I was going to say thirteen and ten. I had them fourteen and nine. Them yeah, so there must have been a 50-50 in there that we flipped on, but yeah, it's where did that get them on your ladder? Uh to sixth. Sixth, the home final. Yeah. Um I had them wonder which one I wonder which ones we missed on. Um none of those. So do they beat Sid they beat Sydney this week? Yeah, might, maybe it was that one. I'm, I'm the heard I have in that one. And then I think they play the Essendon. Then they've got an eight pointer against Essendon. Sorry, they play Essendon, who are in the same position on the ladder, so they get eight points. Or well, if they got eight points, maybe, maybe mine had eight point games and yours didn't. So when they won, <laughs> if they win that one, they get more points. Well, I'm surprised yours would have eight point games given what you've said about them, Seb. Uh, you, you well, I don't. I still don't know how they points, work. But... Like, you only get four. Or two for a draw. Um, I'll have to, uh, but yeah, home well, home final for the dogs against. I've I had Geelong on thirteen and a half, so 
Dogs 6, Geelong 7th, and that's a home final at the G, which is neither team's home ground, but that's where they both host a final. That's how our system, that's how our great game works it. Yeah, I know. Like, try and work that out. There, there was, I was here uh, reading some some material on Geelong getting a home final down there if they could sneak in the 6th and get Adelaide 7th. Surely seven. we want more than 17,000 at a final. Well, that's the thing. I thought they were meant to have the stadium ready for this massive game against the the Dons this week. Uh, I don't know who that's potting. I don't know if it's potting the cats or the construction industry, but uh, the stadium's not ready, so they can't have a they can't have a final down there. I mean, but if the Giants miraculously get in there, maybe they'd half consider it, but surely not. Like the, no, there's the no way the, the Giants the sneak in and Geelong finish high enough to host that final. Yeah, that's right. So it won't happen. The only thing would be if somehow maybe the D's climb to second and you get a scenario, you know, Collingwood, Melbourne, what, Essendon, oh, sorry, Geelong and the Dogs or Essendon get into the home hosting rights and we have four finals in Melbourne. Maybe then they might sneak one, but I doubt it. But they spread them out too much anyway. Yeah. Yep. Yep. No. No. I'd, I'd be. I'd be skeptical on us not having a final in Adelaide, um, which means you can then easily have the other three: your Thursday, Friday, Saturday type setup. Um, so you had you had the dogs in seventh. Uh, dogs in eighth. Saints dogs in, eighth. in seventh. Saints just on seventh, also just actually. So you think your percentage? Oh no, sorry, I've I've got their percentage close to yours, but they're they're getting ahead on a win. So Saints in seventh. Who's in sixth? I've got the Dons in sixth with the Dons. You know, with a little bit more percentage than us, but about what it is now at about one hundred and seven. I think I don't know if I've got them at fourteen wins. I've got them at thirteen, but I still think that gets the job done. So, um. Probably marked them a little harsher than, well, obviously than yourself. But I, look, I'm liking what I'm saying. I'm on the wagon, Seb. So, uh, so I think they you don't think they're going to get elimination any... final turf. And, and yeah, I was just going to say you don't think you're going to get any percentage playing north. I don't think there's percentage in them for the back rest to of back. Year. Oh, it, it might even out. They do. They do have a Collingwood. Do they? They get the lines again. They've got somebody else. I think go, on, Collingwood don't flog teams. They flogged oh, one team all year, Suns. I, I, I had Essendon losing that in my predictor, but I can see a scenario where they win that because Collingwood are genuinely shut down. Yeah, Pendles go and have a rest. Uh, Mason, get out of here! Like we don't want your your goggles coming off. Just let's shut this down. Let's let's not. They'll go out and play full on, and I'll lose by a little bit, but they'll be putting the cue in the rack preemptively at team selection. Look, I could I could see that. I guess, yeah, maybe I was probably just cautious. I guess maybe with you know yesterday in my ears, you know they they do blast teams, but so you know, round twenty three quarters at the moment. Round twenty three, Tom Giants host the Bombers. Who wins that? Maybe I might. Have, I'll have to go back into what I tip, but I might have given that one to the Giants. I, re- I reckon you must. Have. But look, I don't think they, I don't think they smash them if they do win that one. Up there, Giants are okay up home. It, if they get a win, it's it's two, three goals. Yeah, but they'll beat they, they'll beat West Coast by eighty points. 
and then they get north and they'll beat north by 50 and I've got them I've got them getting up to 113%. Um so I've got them fifth over the dogs just based on percentage. Um they'll beat the dogs. Um they don't yeah, that might have been the game I swung. I, I, that that game is a toss of the coin. If the dogs get into a run of form, maybe you lean that way. But look, it's the same with the Dons. They get a form, a bit of form up. You lean that way too. So that's yeah. genuine fifty-fifty under the roof at Marvel. It'll be a, it'll be a ripper. Yeah. So you uh, and then I, yeah, I who, stuck who, Adelaide up into fifth. You've got Adelaide going to fifth. Uh, just, is... I guess, because I've got this thirteen ten patch, and Adelaide's percentage is just off the charts because they just keep belting teams at home. So you know, if you've got four teams on thirteen wins, they're gonna they're gonna win that percentage match. So it probably feels wrong having them that high, but I did the predictor off gut instinct and then sat back and had a look, uh, and yeah, they, they've climbed up to fifth, so they'll get a home final. Yep, my two had them on thirteen wins, and that got them to eighth on my ladder. So. Yeah, it's a little bit to play out, but that then gives I have a top eight Collingwood, Port Adelaide, Melbourne, Brisbane, Essendon, the Western Bulldogs, Geelong, Adelaide, St Kilda missing by percentage, um, honourable effort. And what did you end up with? And then I've gone Collingwood, Port, Melbourne, Brisbane, Adelaide, Essendon, Saints, Bulldogs, uh, yeah. Monster gap between the top four and fifth. I had a four-game gap. I don't know if it's as big on yours, but there is a gulf there. I don't know about the quality of semi-final we're going to get. Well, yeah, uh, I, that's I, an I, early call. I had a three-game gap. Um, so tell me, did you then did you then go through your finals? Yep. And and I look, I, I've been I've been predictable. Maybe maybe get. Getting the Saints a, a, an elimination final win over the Bombers because I had that as my final. Uh, that was probably the only quirk. Otherwise, it's a Collingwood Port. I couldn't go past it just based on current form. I couldn't go past it. It's all the stuff we've said all year, Seb. So you, you just couldn't bank the Lions winning three finals or even two finals to get to a prelim. Uh, the D's to me, especially after the weekend, are an unknown. Uh, you know, we, we've we've loved this five to eight patch, but I don't think any of those teams are going deep. So you, you gotta you gotta stick with the top. Is it too predictable to do that? Well, I I, I did it, and if Melbourne finished third, I think they'll beat Collingwood in a prelim final. Jeez, that's a that's if a Melbourne good... finish fourth, I think it'll be a Collingwood Melbourne grand final. Well, if they finish fourth and they're playing, what week one and week four? Yep, yep. Um, yeah. Is that just a lack of trust in Brisbane and Port Adelaide, or is that just? Oh, I couldn't. Don't trust Brisbane. So every time yeah. I do it, Brisbane lose week one, win week two, lose in a prelim. Like, yep. you just no matter who I end up with them playing, that's how they that's how they roll. Um, and so in that scenario, if if it's Collingwood Brisbane. And then Port Adelaide, Melbourne, and then yeah, I apologise to teams that finish fifth to eighth, but it just doesn't matter. I'm putting all those teams through to the prelim, um, and that that can change in those weeks. Um, but let's just leave it as it is. I then have Port Adelaide playing Brisbane in a prelim, so I have Port going through, but I have Melbourne going and beating Collingwood because I think Melbourne are, are the best side to beat Collingwood in a final. 
Well, that, that's yeah, that's not a bad call. I mean, it takes away. You think if a Collingwood player port or lines at the G, the the home ground advantage is just enormous. So you know that, that Melbourne highs prelim just takes that factor out. So look, it's again, it's not a strange tip. Yeah, it like it'll be interesting to see where they land. Um, Melbourne could flame out and lose two finals in a row. Um, I think Port would win the first or well, the second qualifying final. Um, and then I've got Melbourne beating Port and the Granny. That's a home ground advantage thing more than anything else. Um, if that all went to play, then Brad Scott would be the coach with the most games coached without going to a grand final. A um, little bit of trivia. Jeez, there you go. But, uh, yeah, that's well, that's how it played out. Have you got two, one with the Saints premiership and one that might actually I happen? I, yeah, try my best. You got to do that first up. Um, no, nah, look, I, look, I, I got the pies through. Uh, home ground advantage as well, and the granny's just massive. Um, I we we should have a look though. If if you, I know we potted five to eight, but if you're going to have a team that gets on a run and maybe sneaks a prelim, or you know, a team that you can go the reverse the top four team that goes out in the straight sets, who, who are you considering? The long. Yeah, I didn't have them in, but I could see it from your ladder. What do you? What? What? What happens there? They beat. Uh, who do they have first up in yours? Well, they've got the dogs. So I, I had the dogs winning, but they could beat the dogs, which would then give them Melbourne, which that'd be an interesting semi final, wouldn't it? Yeah. So that's that's not out of the realms of possibility. I couldn't quite get a showdown as uh, the semi final, but um, you know, do do a Collingwood beat a like a Brisbane and you know tough semi and they get a I don't know dogs or, or Adelaide over up there and, and, and falter like they have you know in the past could happen I mean we're, we're trusting Port but do they have a you know 2021 prelim in them still have they learnt from that that final against the dogs well what about you know, it 2020 seems like a when they, tour, but... Richmond just got them like Richmond barely yeah. got them like Oh, but Richmond are the best team. Well, there's a little bit more to it than that. Um, I I will trust them this year against teams against most teams. So yeah, I've got them through to the grand final because um, they get home finals. That I think that weighed yeah. on on mine as well. Home final against Melbourne. Home final against the Lions. Who in particular is they're a good one to get away. Um, and they win, and then yeah, grand final. I mean, anything can happen, but. These would be a big grand no, final. Interstate teams against the Victorian team at the G and a granny. It uh, it's not great reading if you're an interstate side, Seb. We're no, trusted in 2018, yeah. but otherwise it's been pretty ugly, to be honest. Yeah, but um, we're worried about the integrity of the fixture with these poor teams in North Melbourne and West Coast. That's the issue, not the thing we can control as to where the grand finals played. Um, yeah, it uh, <laughs> yeah, it's just a massive advantage. Um, I did have I did have the bombers breaking their drought. If that if anyone cares about that, that that's exciting for them. Well, look on mine. I think if they if they got the Saints, they probably favour themselves in that one too. So yeah, lid, lids off for the bombers fans. Enjoy it. I think that the droughts come uh, coming to an end, and look, they're making finals. So get get those hopes sky high. Oh, they, they know how to do that. They know how to do that. Um. 
Yeah, it's an uh, interesting exercise, it was a good exercise, exercise that one because uh, because you know we're not going to pick every game that remains for the rest of the year, are we? So surely there's yeah some twists to come and some teams that either we don't rate or we've overrated that are going to change this ladder. So I don't I don't really want to visit our preseason predictions, but we should and we should revisit this ladder again uh, come the end of the year. See how far off we were. Yeah, well, Freo won't be top four like I told you they might be in the preseason. I think yeah. along with Carlton. I think I, I... Um, and I'm sick. Yeah, um, I'll give you. Yeah. So I'll give you a B for your ladder, Tom. It was generally pretty good, but I think the Saints hat just sat on for a few too many of those weeks. Yeah, look, look that's probably fair. Uh, well, I guess I mean your our ladders weren't vastly different, so yeah, maybe I'll give you. A, I'll give you a B plus, Seb, because you you've probably got a bit more of a less biased eye. Uh, Given the ruse, you couldn't get him into the eight. I couldn't. Uh, I couldn't get us up a ladder position. Yeah, it's oh, look. It, the wins are all as they always are. They're getting sucked by that top half of the ladder. So, but the whole thing, if do it at home, there are that many 50-50 games that could go either way. It is going to be an unbelievable finish to the year. Uh, well, speaking of that, we haven't covered the round in detail. Covered it throughout that ladder, but uh, as your pyramid moved at all this week, Seb. It has, Tom. It has. I like the top of it's pretty stable. Yep. That's not changing. Like that's just It's like Collingwood up top. Yep. Collingwood, Melbourne, Port Adelaide. That doesn't change. But it's it's the next row where I'm starting to just really really consider the options. So Essendon are definitely in that realm. They, you've got them in. Are they in last week? I can't remember off the top of my head. I think you've had them on the edge. I've had them on the edge. I didn't want to make too many changes through the buy rounds. Um, they're in now, and that's all you need to worry about, Bobbers fans. Um, I can now trust them against sides they're playing. They don't always win, but they always give effort and hope and everything else you want as a fan. You can go along and know what you're going to get. Um, I have Brisbane in that rung. I think it's by default. They're going to be top four. They're going to be a step ahead of the rest, but they can't win outside of the Gabba. And where do you have to win to win a premiership? Outside of the Gabba. And this last spot, oh, yeah. it's almost just rotating at this point. I couldn't have Adelaide in. They are what we said they were, flat track bullies. Um, winning at home, losing away. Uh, like, Do you throw the Dogs or Geelong? Who do I throw in this week? The Dogs or Geelong? This is the question. Um, well, they're actually going to play each other coming up. I think oh, you you probably have the cats. Just probably more weight of history than anything. Like the dogs on their day could be anything, but we don't see it consistently. Whereas the cats, you can probably trust a bit more that they're they're building. Yeah, and uh, you're right. I will. I do have the cats. I do have the cats, and this was this was the last decision I had to make. But they can win final, multiple finals, big finals, have some strong leadership. The dogs have no idea what's going on from basically anywhere on the ground. And can I tell you something, Tom? Yeah, I love it when you get into these, hit me. Marcus Bontempelli is a great footballer. He's one of the best you can watch. I'm questioning his leadership. Jeez, that's a big call. How can you be a 
absolutely in control of that game of football. Five goals to one. You're in control of it against Collingwood. And then the Collingwood go goal, goal. They kick six in a row. Now, the coaches can't always do something about it with a 6-6-6, but the captain on the field damn sure can. And he now doesn't do it. There's a pattern for the dogs of just letting multiple goals be kicked against them. Um, is that on the bond or is that on their defense? Or is it on? Well, I guess it does start in the midfield. If it's coming out of the center, it's usually starts to the midfield. I'm saying he's got to find a, a way to be able to get the team right. He's a captain for a reason. He's a damn good footballer. Um, not taking away anything from his ability with ball, see ball, get ball, mark ball, whatever it is, he can do it all with the ball. But leadership, I'm I'm just questioning it because I really do think they have a good list and a lot of talent of footballers on there to then give up all these runs of goals, and no one ever seems to stand up for them. No one. Yeah, look, I didn't think we'd be potting the bond in this app, but I'll I'll jump on with you. Look, I I love his work, and he does have that come with me, boys, that you love to see in your captain, and he's carried them in multiple games over the line. But I'm actually more querying after that, Seb. Like, who's the leadership below him as sort of a leadership group? Uh, it, it seems like there's a bit of daylight. I don't know if if Liber or, or McRae are, are blokes that scream, scream that kind of, you know, game off your own boot leadership. Um, you know, Liber can be inspirational if that's what, if his style of play is what you're into. Um, you know, and then they, they seem pretty raw at both ends. Um, you know, the forward line's just trying to work out who's the the target, usually Norton. But, but yeah, they're, you know, I don't know if it's leadership that they're focusing on right now, given it's pretty young, Ugo Hagen as well. And down back, who knows? So, yeah, maybe the, the Pont's just steering a ship on his own and, and they just he needs some help. But it's not, not a bad pickup from you. Thanks, Tom. I like it when you, you give me something on these takes instead of, oh, you're just an idiot, mate, which I often, oh, you I don't always, you don't go. often say it, but I can sort of read your face. Like, <laughs> um, sort of all started when I tried to get goody. Um, but I, yeah. I, I've jumped on that wagon now, but it's, it's widely accepted too, now. It's isn't too it? late. Um, all right, that's true. Uh, what, what do you like for the games this weekend? It is a, Strange round just quickly off the top because for some reason, just scroll down and have a look at your Sunday. We've got two games on the Sunday and I'm going to throw the Tigers in this. It's the bottom four special. So Roos, Hawks, Eagles, Tigers. It's hardly a blockbuster Sunday. Uh, yeah, so I'm you, not sure. I understand. I understand what you're Saturday. saying. I understand what you're saying. But in terms of impact, right, these games shape the draft. Right, it's a lot more interesting than watching the Suns play the Saints, Collingwood play Freo, the Crows playing the Giants, even Carlton Port. None of those games impact the eight. Oh yeah, well, I guess. Uh, Whereas you've got great look, seventeenth playing sixteenth with a better draft pick on offer for the loser. You've got. Well, yeah, I guess Richmond gave away their draft pick. It's going to be top five. Um, West Coast might win that. I'm telling you, if it my, my screen here has them at seven dollars, they might just have a little little lobster on that. Um. <laughs> That's not bad. Look, I actually wasn't leaning into the fact that it was those bottom teams playing because look, I'll give you that. It is interesting seeing who finishes where. It was just more why is it 
I mean, it just happened to be those four teams. So why are we going two games on a Sunday this round randomly? We never do the two game Sunday, and we've loaded Saturday up with with a full slate. Yeah, uh, it is what it is. It, it may well be travel and rest and recuperation. Um, that game that's pinched out though is the Thursday night game because we often. These were all the traditional slots pre-Thursday night being a regular thing. A Friday night, one forty-five Saturday, 2.10, Twilight Saturday, then two Saturday nighters, and then you'd have a one ten, a 3.20 Sunday, which is gone, and a 4.40, which is inevitably in Perth. Um, so, I, look, it's a valid question, but also if you are a fan of watching the best of the best play, you can actually say, right, I've got a nice Sunday. I can do whatever I need to today and not actually miss out on – Anything too spectacular. Um, if you're supporting one of these clubs, it's a chance for a win, must watch or must attend. Um, or if you're just one of those, you know, you can't get enough of footy and want to know who's going to be drafted where, this will shape it. <laughs> you are an AFL marketing guru there. I like it. Um, off the top, you you got to like Friday night, don't you? There's no. Uh, the- the question around the, the the lines and the MCG, it's going to be spoken about ad nauseum. Don't worry about that. But uh, they did get them this time last year in, in, in a final. So there's a little something there. D's not flying. Uh, Lions with a point to prove. Uh, I mean, top four ramifications. So, you know, you've you got to set your watch to that. I've, I've skipped Thursday. I mean, 2016 granny replay, I guess, at at best, but it's not probably what the AFL thought when they scheduled one on a Thursday. No, and that's a stretch, Tom. That's a very generous way of describing that game. Um, <laughs> look, well, Mel- Essendon, Essendon, Geelong. That, that's oh, I've jumped ahead. You go about Melbourne. What were you going to say? I was going to say if it's Melbourne, who I think it is, and it's Brisbane, who I think it is. I don't need to watch it. Melbourne will win. <laughs> Brisbane are no good. Yeah. outside of the G. I really want this to ha- – I-, I want Melbourne to win that purely so they can ask Chris Fagan, like, what's do you have an issue playing at the MCG? And he'll go, no, we don't, and he'll crack the sads. When the reality is you should embrace it and go, yeah, I think we've got a real problem. I don't know what it is. I think the players are going to have to work this one out. We've done everything we can. It's just a ground. It's just a – you just play footy on an oval. But we seem to have a problem. Yeah. So we're going to have to correct it come finals. Instead of pretending it doesn't exist and everyone going, ha, 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 Brisbane are playing at the MCG. They can't win. Like They need to embrace it. I'm really interested to see if they actually work it out because they're flying and Melbourne are struggling right now. And if this game was – if this was the game Melbourne sold to Darwin, you'd be tipping Brisbane. Yeah, well, that's that's true. <laughs> They, zero and two from uh, the Darwin games, I'm pretty sure. It's on the chopping block as well. Um, yeah, you would. I mean, oh, and if this was at the Gather, it'd be Brisbane by how much. So that, that it gives it some intrigue, though, I think. Uh, but, yeah, I could see why you think it would, would be predictable. Maybe I'm... I'm not, I'm not I'm not very D's this week, as you've probably cottoned on, Seb. And if the Lions are going to break this MCG hoodoo, this is a genuine chance with no Clayton Oliver, but it, look, it's a good Friday night game, even though I know you'll be skipping it now from what you've said. No, I will try and watch it, but I just I just have a feeling, and I've, I've been pretty spot on the mark with the Ds this year. I just think this will go to script. Um, The one that intrigues me is the Twilight, Carlton, Port Adelaide at Marvel. 
because I really think Carlton can win that. And then the Carlton are going to be back. Look at us, Carlton. We're back, and then they they won't make the finals. They'll lose. It'll be great viewing. But this could be the game that says they're back, beating a real side. Port Adelaide is just due for a loss. Like it's got to happen. So why can't it be this week? Um, and Carlton seem to have decided. Well, we can't win. We can't do anything. The monkey's off our back. Let's just play footy and have fun. Oh, look at this. It is simple. If we kick it to the players on our team and move it quickly, we can get goals. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. I don't we've gone over it and over it, but that six to eight week patch, they just shot themselves in the foot by putting piling pressure on and pressure that came. They didn't deal with it. They just accepted it. And the club got weighed down and the players played terribly. It's it's just nuts. Just I don't know what they do next year. Uh, you know, there's calls for Vossi's head. Uh, I'm not saying, you know, he's sort of shown us that he can coach the Blues, but if they can play this freely, uh, they're going to do some damage. So they've just got to work out a way to continue it. Uh, and a win against Porterby would be massive. Uh, I think they are due for a loss, but they've been going all right, the power at Marvel. They don't mind travelling, and they've claimed some decent teams down here. So uh, the Saints and Dogs are two that jump out. Um I mean, they beat the S and uh, beat the Bombers at the G, but I don't mind them here. But yeah, stranger things have happened than the Blues winning this one. I don't mind it, but I've got my eye on the game after it, Seb. Mainly because Bombers fans have been whinging that it's uh, down in Geelong, but this is a genuine cracker. Uh, Bombers v Cats down at GMHBA on the Saturday night. Yeah, it's one I'm looking forward to. Um I think the Bombers are a sneaky chance, just knowing. Based on what I saw at the Cats on the weekend, they're really far better than North, but they're not. They're just not. They're not getting enough from all their players, and Essendon are just. They're just an honest team at this point. Um, they'll make Geelong work. They've got players at either end of the ground. Like Ridley missing is probably going to hurt them, and might actually be the difference. Um, but I don't know if Cameron's playing. They've got um, BZT to go with uh, the Big Hawk, so he won't necessarily shut him down, but he's a matchup. And they've got the midfield to run all over them. If they can get on top of the yeah, midfield, gonna, who knows it's how well midfield, they can isn't go. It? Yeah, well, you know, uh, we've we've also queried the Cats' defence. If you can get it in there quick enough, we saw it in that game against Port Adelaide, they can be torn to shreds. If you can get it into two meter Peter quick, uh, they're going to struggle to contain him. Uh, that's a big if, obviously. Uh, but you, you've got to like what you've seen from the bombers all over the ground, really. Like their smalls and yeah, just I know it'll be it conditions pending as well. They do like a fast deck at Marvel, so it'll be interesting to see them here in the confines of of the of the stadium down there. But I mean, you you wouldn't think. Bombers going down to the Cattery, they'd be a chance, but they, they are a real show. Uh, and that this is a massive game to watch. I, I'm, I'm pumped for that one, Seb. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Me too. It is it is one to keep an eye on. Um, and, yeah, that'll probably get the viewing over the Adelaide Giants game, but <laughs> they'll give them a shake, the Giants. They seem to be another that's, that's – I think is Adam Kingsley's – you know, he's learning on the job, but as he's finding his way through the year – the Giants are playing better and better. And, I mean, they've won four in a row, which is no small feat in the, in this league. So there's a lot to like, Tom. 
There's a, like we can almost redo our predictive ladder next week because it could all change based off this round. Yeah, it it could. I mean, I, I mean Adelaide at home are tough to beat, but you you don't know if if the Giants can shut it down and turn it into some sort of scrap and and fight their way. It, it, that's the beauty of this year. You know I mean, yeah, by doing a predictive ladder, you you would be legit crazy to do one because anything could happen in any game. So. I can't wait to cover it. We'll be we'll be there, and and yeah, our ladders will look silly within a fortnight at least. So strap yourselves in. We've got a hell of a finish to the year. Yep, uh, it's been a pleasure, Tom, and uh, good luck to your team this weekend.